Divorce Detox features raw, unfiltered conversations with divorce coach Lisa Happ and family law attorney Jolie Vackey. Learn how to cope, heal, and thrive while navigating the inherently flawed family court system. Enjoy candid conversations with the hosts and their expert guests as they discuss the dirty details about divorce and co-parenting. It's time for Divorce Detox. Hello, welcome to Divorce Detox, where we dish about all the dirty details of divorce and co-parenting and how to cope, heal, and thrive while navigating the inherently flawed family court system and separating from your ex. We are your hosts, certified divorce coach Lisa Happ of Lisa Happ Coaching and family law attorney Jolie Vackey, the founding attorney of Foundations Family Law and Mediation Center. This is episode number 19 of the Divorce Detox Podcast, and today I'm going to be interviewing Lisa about brain spotting, and to be honest with you, Lisa, I am kind of uh, a newbie to this topic, so I'm going to be learning as much about this along with our audience, but I know that you shared with me that you recently went to a training on brain spotting, and so now I believe you're like certified, so why don't you just give us a little intro into this topic and what it is. Yes. So I just did another little level of the certification of brain spotting. I prefer the UK version versus the US version. It's just personal preference based on the different types of trainings I've done. I feel like the US version is a little more sterile from the trainings I've done, where the UK version is a little more like compassionate or like cozy, I guess, which makes sense because I think most of our medical system in the U.S. is pretty sterile. I will try it on you, Julie. Someday when we have time, I will do brain spotting on you so you can check it out. I'm excited. I want to see what it's all about. (laughs) So it's literally you accesses our vision. So 50% of all of everything that's going on in our brain is dedicated to our vision. So the theory behind brain spotting is it uses your vision by using a spotter or a stick, basically, to access parts of the brain and parts of our emotion that are really hard for us as humans, especially in this part of the world, to access. Because we spend a lot of our time in our rational side or thinking side versus our emotional side of the brain because they're from two separate parts of the brain. So... Over time, humans have learned to block their feelings and block their emotions. And we always try to explain why we feel the way we feel or figure out why we feel the way we feel. And it's similar similar to EMDR. It tries to go into your subconscious part of your brain. So you don't need to know why you feel that way. You just need to identify the feeling and access it and see what happens and see what comes out and it helps to release a lot of trapped emotions it connects your feeling the feelings the sensations you have in your body and brings you through this experience through your subconscious it helps you to remove a block to helps you to start to remove a trigger and it may help you to understand it but not to overthink it Like when I have it done on myself, it's amazing how like you'll find a brain spot using a stick and using your vision 
it almost starts to create almost like a tunnel vision feeling where you might feel intense feelings in your body. And it, the neural pathways of your brain will take this feeling and this emotion between your brain and your body on like an experience. And you may start to connect like, okay, I feel this way because of my mom and I didn't feel loved when I was a child. But the sensation in your body starts to change. It starts to get more intense. And as we go through this experience, the sensation might change and become less and less. And once I bring people through the experience, I usually go back to the beginning to activate that feeling in their body. And then we go through it again. And maybe the experience starts and the feeling in their their body is a 10. It might be a five. And then we go back again till it's a four, a three, a two, a one, if we have time in one session. And often you have really weird dreams after certain things change you might find the next day when something happens that would normally really royally piss you off and trigger you you don't really react as much anymore things i've used it for people for drinking for smoking for different types of mental health it's amazing i used to be an emdr therapist i guess i still am but i found for myself i did a lot of emdr on myself from my past relationship that was abusive and from the loss of my son and it re-triggers you it re for me I found other people have shared this experience it almost re-traumatizes you and your nervous system and the more I learned about the brain and the nervous system this brain spotting just seemed to make more sense to me because when you're re-triggering yourself into an experience that EMDR accesses it re-triggers your nervous system to think it's happening again your fight, flight, freezer, fawn reacts. It's just your body thinks it's happening. It's reacting all over again. We're brain spotting. Um, say you were you did it over an event. I'll use me. So say the night that my son died, I did EMGR over that, and I had a really difficult time for a long time after. Where brain spotting, you don't have to relive the event. You're just remembering how you felt in your body during that event. So you're not reliving an experience, you're reliving the feeling of the experience within your body. So you're not becoming re-traumatized. That's so interesting. And I do have personal experience with EMDR myself. So I know exactly what you're talking about with the re-triggering and like the reliving of the event itself. Um, And so uh, can you explain how EMDR is, is different from brain starting brain spotting with the technique? So uh, with EMDR there, you know, you're like talking about the experience as it's happening right now. So you're not doing, is that correct? You're not doing that in brain spotting. Like how, how do you, how does it work then? So brain spotting is done with a stick and EMDR can be done in a few different ways through vision and through when you did it, did you have those things on your wrist that like vibrated? No. So I did mine virtually, actually. It was like during COVID. And so we did like tapping. So like I had to like tap my shoulder, like in a different pattern. Um, So that's how I experienced EMDR. So there's no touch in brain spotting. There's no thumping. There's no tapping. Because a lot of times people are doing it or it's often through maybe abuse or past childhood abuse can come up, which can also be triggering to the body if you're tapping. And there's no relived experiences in brain spotting. You may start to remember, you might almost see like, I, I tell people it's almost like, you know those things we had when we were kids? What were they called? And you stuck a cart, like a Viewmaster or something. 
Oh, yeah, the viewfinder. And it has like that spinny thing of the pictures and you click the button and it's, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's exactly. If you're remembering your experience, it's almost like that. You're seeing like little flashes and then you hit it and it flashes, but it's so connected to the emotion in your body and the feeling in your body. You're not trying to relive an experience until you're desensitized to it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're letting that feeling and emotion get stronger in your body. You're letting yourself feel it and feel it and feel it until it dissipates a little. And then we might go back to the feeling, but we focus more on the feeling in your body that's connected to the emotion than the actual experience. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because in my experience, I was, I mean, I know EMDR is used to treat a lot of PTSD. And so mm-hmm. my experience was about, I had a traumatic birth with my son. And so, you know, it was talking, going from the very beginning, like through just walking my therapist throughout that. And it was extremely difficult to do that. So it seems like you can get the same benefits from EMDR, but it with it being less traumatic to the person going through the brain spotting with similar results. That seems awesome. (laughs) I, from my own experience and from my clients' experiences, absolutely. It's, they're both great tools. There's nothing, I'm not saying anything negative about EMGR because they both work different for different people. I found brain spotting to work a lot faster and go a lot deeper And for me, again, this is my personal experiences with myself and my own clients. It may not be true for everybody. The effects last a lot longer. Mm -hmm. When I did EMDR, I felt really like exhausted and drained and sad. And I did this when I had it done on myself. I did it over a week, six hours a day. I did this intense EMDR with a specialized person. I've never been so tired in my life. It took me a couple months to like fully come back from it. With brain spotting, when I have it done on myself, I feel tired, but in a more relaxed way. And you, and I feel like every time I do it, I think there can't possibly be more shit inside of me. But surprise, there is more in there. I don't know where this comes from, but there always seems to be more. And I just feel like happier and lighter and freer. Mm-hmm. More at peace, it sounds like. And yeah. I mean, I I did, even though I, I'm just saying I'm kind of like shitting on EMDR right now, I did end up have a good experience with it in the end. Like, um, you know, and it was similar where you're talking about the numbers, like when you think about this event and how, you know, triggering is it to you? And if I started at a nine, you know, I ended up at a two. So that was a great improvement. Um, so, I mean, I think there are benefits to it, but I just think that removing the kind of like negative side effects of it is such a, an attractive option. Um, and I just want, one thing that popped into my mind when you're talking about this is, and when we're talking about events that you you kind of, um, you know, that are, are difficult and struggling and challenging for you, this is something that I I had to come to realize myself. Like there are events in our life that are, they suck, you know, like the death of a child or, you know, a near death experience or toxic or abusive relationship. Like those things are bad. But so the goal is not to suddenly like have sunshine and rainbows over them and like trick yourself into thinking like everything was okay. What I came to realize is you just don't want to have a, a negative reaction, like just have a neutral reaction to it, you know, not have it be so intensely negative and pull you back into a place of darkness, just have it be neutral. And I think when you reframe it that way, it's a lot, it, it, it kind of is more accessible for people to grasp. That makes so much sense. I love the way you put that. 
it almost it just gives you a little bit of peace around it. Not that you're okay with it, but you can tolerate it. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Um, so it's interesting. So you, you've said you, you can do brain spawning on yourself. How do you do that? Do you do it in a mirror or how do you do that? I've never done it on myself though, because I I really like the experience. So I usually do it with other brain spotting therapists that I meet through the trainings and we'll do it on each other. Divorce Detox is sponsored by Lisa Hap Coaching and Foundations Family Law and Mediation Center. Lisa Happ is a certified divorce, narcissistic abuse, grief, and life coach. She guides women in abusive, toxic, and narcissistic relationships through the divorce process and beyond to help transform and transmute their fear around their divorce and leaving a relationship to confidence and calmness. Together with Lisa, you can clear the fog and emotional chaos you're experiencing by setting boundaries finding your voice, and reclaiming life and your power. No matter where you are in the process, she is here to support you every step of your way. You can find her at lisahap.com. Foundations Family Law and Mediation Center is a solutions-oriented boutique law firm based in Worcester County, Massachusetts. They represent clients and mediate divorces in both Massachusetts and Rhode Island. The philosophy of Foundations Family Law is to resolve family law conflicts as painlessly and peacefully as possible. They firmly believe that something beautiful can be made from something broken, and they will be with you every step of the way to build a solid foundation for the future you deserve, filled with freedom, stability, and peace of mind. If this resonates with you and what you are looking for in a family law attorney or mediator, be sure to check out Foundations Family Law online at foundation, foundationsfamilylaw.com. Lisa is extremely generous and is offering a free coaching session for all new Foundations Family Law divorce clients. And the magic really happens for our clients when they choose to work with both of us through our Divorce Detox Signature Program. If you retain Foundations Family Law for your legal matter and purchase a coaching package with Lisa Hap Coaching, you will get a free bi-monthly call with both of us to ensure that your legal strategy and emotional healing are in alignment and helping you to reach your ultimate goals. How many sessions does it usually take for somebody um, to be- see the benefits from brain spotting? Like, could they expect something, some improvement just from one session? Yes. So it's amazing. So we can do a brain spotting session. I do it a little different the first than some people I do the first session I do is two hours because I really like to like talk you through it and talk to you before and talk to you after and so you really understand what's happening because I've worked with a lot of women that are living in abusive situations or leaving abusive situations I think the more they know that's going on while we're going through the experience the more in control they feel so the better they feel during it and the more benefit they have yes you can see a big difference in one session people automatically tell me they want to do it again. I want to do more. They feel lighter. They feel happier. Things start coming to them throughout the day or in a dream as their brain continues to process. And their life begins to shift. It begins to change. I'm doing it around anxiety with a 20-year-old right now who is having an amazing success. And he's really struggled. Uh, one session will help. I really feel like the sweet spot is six, between one and six. 
And I can't tell people how many it's going to take because I absolutely have no idea. The brain is so complicated and there's so much we don't know about it. And sometimes we start with smoking and we uncover childhood abuse. And because the neuropathways in the brains, once we identify a brain spot, are going to do whatever they're going to do and they're going to connect and they're going to go all kinds of different ways. So we just keep going until you don't need it anymore. And then we usually do, like I said, I keep finding new stuff. Like if something's really pissing me off and I realize it shouldn't be pissing me off and I'm not tired and I don't have raging PMS and I think, okay, like where is that coming from? And I just call one of my colleagues and do a session with them. So in the divorce context with your clients who you're working with to help them throughout a divorce, um, where do you see brain spotting fitting in throughout that process? I love to do it right in the beginning. When I start working with a client, when they're incredibly stressed and overwhelmed and exhausted and they just their nervous system is at its peak because they've been living in an abusive situation, an unhealthy situation. They've been controlled. I think it's a great place to start because it just gives them that little bit of lightness, that little bit of confidence and takes some of that overwhelm away from them. As the process gets going, especially with narcissistic abuse, they often start to remember things that further away you get from this abusive person, the more your nervous system will calm down which means the more will come in and you'll start to remember events. I like to start doing it then. I don't know if you notice this, Jolie, but like a lot of women I work with start to get really fearful as the process goes on and it gets closer to the end. They're scared of this person. They've abused them. They've had the divorce to kind of keep them really distracted and busy, but it's coming to the end and a lot of the fear comes in and a lot of the anxious and anxious attachment type behaviors start to come in. I like to do it around then too, just to help them release that and get ready for their new life. So they're not carrying their old shit into their new life. Mm -hmm. That sounds awesome. And I'm thinking just about it now, like sometimes we have some really important hearings throughout the the divorce, like whether it be a really contested motion hearing or it's the pretrial or maybe someone's getting deposed and, you know, there's heightened anxiety around those specific events. This may be something great to do, like leading up right to those things. That is such a fabulous idea. Yes, that would be a perfect time to do this. So if somebody's interested in learning more about brain spotting and finding somebody that's certified near them or how to get started, where do you recommend that they go to look? They can reach out to me and I can connect you if they they can send me an email. If I can't fit them in, I have a lot of really good connections because I've been in this world a little bit and I can tell you. Okay, if you were doing, if you're working on an addiction, I recommend this person. If you're working on this, I can recommend a different person. You can also go to the UK Brain Spotting website. You can do brain spotting virtually. I actually pe- much prefer to do it with people on Zoom. I find that when I'm in people's face with a stick talking to them, it often makes them uncomfortable. We are human, we feel self conscious it seems weird and one of the 20 year olds I work with said to me recently because I said to him I don't know why but it works with your age group so much better on zoom and I can't figure out why he's like you work with a bunch of 20 year old boys 
We all have ADHD. It's much easier to stay focused on a screen with a stick than a giant room around us. And I also have a bit of ADHD, I'm pretty sure. So maybe that's why. But I honestly prefer to do it on Zoom. Hmm, interesting. That's great because that, you know, you don't have to go to someone's office. It makes it more accessible. That's really wonderful. So it doesn't matter if I find you someone or you find someone in the UK, do it as someone in the UK. It's totally fine. Like you can do it on Zoom. That's so great. Well, I'm so glad that we talked about this topic because I just think it opens up um, you know, another resource for our listeners to look into if they're struggling or trying to get put together their toolbox to get through a divorce. So thank you so much for sharing your your knowledge and experience with us. You're welcome. Thank you for talking to me about it. Always love chatting with you, Lisa. <laughs> I think that does it for today's episode. Join us again next week. Thanks so much for tuning into Divorce Detox with Lisa and Joe Lee. If you enjoyed the show and want to help us create more content, please be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. You can also follow us on Instagram at Divorce Detox Pod. Please note that the information shared during the podcast is for informational purposes only and does not create any type of attorney-client or coach-client relationship. Please consult with a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction for legal advice specific to your case.